What's up, y'all? You're getting another intro today where instead of having uh, an intro that I edited and put together, you're going to get a description of an intro because this one was just not going to happen, um, especially not in the 45 minutes that I have to, to get it done, to get it uploaded and out. Um, but you know, I just, last night, well, yesterday, all of yesterday, from 4 a.m. until like 1.30 this morning uh i was watching the entire lord of the rings saga from the hobbit movies through the you know lord of the rings ones extended editions took 21 hours or something bonkers uh it was awesome though really good or seven maybe it wasn't that i don't know it took some hours it took many many hours over 10 uh over 15 even but uh yeah, so, you know, I had this idea where I was going to take that quote where uh, Pippin convinces Treebeard to, to turn around and go towards Isengard to take them there. And and he makes a comment about how he always likes going south because it feels like he's going downhill. And then, you know, I was going to cut to the part where they, they get to Isengard and he sees all the dead trees and stuff and he's all sad because they were his friend trees and he yells and he's like we're going to war and i was gonna like kind of like cut in this sound of them walking and then like have boondocks music fading in and then as he hears it you know he screams in in anguish and you know says he's going to war because so it's like he's going to war against boondocks or something um so if you could imagine that and imagine that it was really well done because you know lord of the rings there's a lot of background music in it. It's it's always there. It's really hard to work around, uh, especially whenever I want to have other music in there. And it just clashes and stuff. And then also I have to worry about the cutting of lines together with background music playing because then it sounds all awkward and stuff. And I don't like that. Uh, it, yeah, it's a fantastic movie series. Really well done. Beautiful music. Beautiful soundtrack the whole way through. Uh, yeah. I highly recommend giving it another watch if you haven't seen it in a while. Uh, but that's not what this is about. This is about uh, whatever album we're covering today that we'll talk about. We pretend that it's going to be a secret, but I mentioned Boondocks already. You know it's a Boondocks album. You know what Boondocks album is next. Um, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to maintain that kind of you know, plausible deniability of what it might be for until one of us reveals it in the episode, which we will get to right now music please swell up over my voice uh start put the motherfucker right there Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike, and... Sizzlin' Schmeev? Sizzlin'? Why are you sizzling? Well, like, there's there's a long story behind that. Uh, oh. I'm sure we have some time. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it eventually. Oh, okay. How you doing? Hmm. Life. Mm -hmm. Life is a, a thing that is happening. Indeed, it doesn't stop well, happening. Well, well, it does. <laughs> it's for, at some point. Well, but we'll we'll leave up. Uh, we'll leave that up to interpretation. How about you, my dude? Okay. You know, I've had some better mornings. I've also had some worse mornings. 
I've had mornings where my notes were already done for me. I've had mornings where I was doing my notes for a better album. Uh, and then I've also had mornings where some just weird shit didn't happen to me. You know, we're all familiar with, like, the I thought it was a fart concept. And that's terrible. You hate to see it. You hate to experience it. It's, it's just a bad time all around. Uh, the less common, but... Uh, it's a contender. It's a contender for situations is the thought it was a burp one. That oh. one really sucks. Oh. Um, and, you know, but that that one, there there's there's like a, a twofold thing to it that makes it maybe a little bit better than the other one where it's like if you have a chance to stop it sort of and it sucks and you hate to do it, but... You can do that. You can you, you can sort of stave that one off. And then also, in the event that you fail to do so, people just kind of feel sorry for you, you know? And that's fine. Uh, however, whenever it happens to you while you're just alone, it's probably the worst one, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I, I got like a throat full of bile this morning, which really sucked. Uh, don't try to burp while you're bending over for something. It's just a bad idea. That, that, that really sucked. Um... Yeah. But now I'm here. I made it. Survived that ordeal. That's the sizzling part, because it's like my acids are like burning my fucking... Oh, the is... lining of my esophagus. Ugh. That sounds like a warning for you. Yeah. Well, anyways... <laughs> I mean, we on, are... you know, on, a, on a brighter note something on a, on a brighter <laughs> note we get to talk about another juggalo album we're just continuing on our journey throughout juggalo music history with one that actually is is one of my early faves um from from my from my fledgling years as as a new juggalo shmeeve what are we talking about today i don't know man I mean, you should. We're talking about Boondocks with his third release. Third release on the label, yeah. Crimson Creek. Crimson Creek. This came out in May of 2008. This was the month before we graduated high school, my dude. Oh, shit. I know, man. The The context for this. Just, there's there's me who was just deep in juggalo everything for about a year at this point and got into boondocks i don't i know i already had pumpkin head i don't know if i already had a copy of the harvest i probably found it at this point but i do remember picking this one up like right when it came out i was listening to it a lot listening to it a lot while on the on the bus going to school actually no i was driving to school this time fuck that <laughs> I, th I think i let like uh, one of the people in my homeroom borrow it too, or whatever. But uh, yeah, this this album just continues the fact that Psychopathic really wants a Southern artist. That yeah, Violent J really wants a Southern artist. Yep. Now, to my knowledge, Boondocks was starting to get some appeal within the juggalo world 
within the, the core Juggalo community. Because there was a lot of people who were like, what the fuck? S- South bad. Why have South artists? But Violent Chase said, fuck that. I grabbed this guy. Out from, from being knocked out of the first round of that contest. Yep. <laughs> Throwing everything to the wall to make it stick. <laughs> uh, just pluck this guy straight out of the garbage. <laughs> Don't clean him off, though. He's got he's to gotta look like, you know, got to look all dirty and stuff. <laughs> and I think one would assume that Boondocks has some growth as as a writer and a lyricist. One would think that. Yeah. Some of us would 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 think that's the case. Yeah, some of us would expect that to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> But whether Alas. that's true or not, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, there is production by uh, a number of different people on here. Uh, thankfully, the booklet does uh, have that for each track. But what's annoying with this booklet, which I do have signed, so I think one of the first things I got signed by him, second album I think I got signed by him. Um, it's there's lyrics. Isn't he also the first psychopathic artist that you met or something at a thing? Yes, but n- this wasn't at this time yet. Not for a couple more years. Well, yeah, you did say this was the second one you signed. So yes, signed, yes, so. yes. Um, so the the booklet has lyrics, which is cool. However, it is not all the lyrics for each <laughs> song, which is very <laughs> annoying. Um. But it's written, uh, it's in here kind of like it's written like in a journal or something like that. Got a little bit of like a ransom note feel to it with stuff like, yeah, know, part of it. And shit here and there. Not the um, whole thing, yeah. But uh, one thing that's kind of interesting though, which we don't really see a lot from psychopathic uh, booklets, there are no ads or inserts for other albums that are coming out by psychopathic. Oh my god. They didn't promote shit after this. This could have been the very last release Psychopathic Records ever made. Nobody would know. <laughs> Imagine the world we could have lived in. We wouldn't have had miracles. I don't want to think about a world without miracles. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> no, maybe that's what set us down this path. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm pretty sure we're better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I listened to this album a lot um, shortly after I got it, but it was a consistent album for me. Um, it it kind of fluctuates right now, but this is probably tied for my favorite Boondocks album. Um, and it, it does seem to that. be a favorite amongst, I don't know, people who listen to Boondocks. <laughs> I, I, it seems like this one is is a pretty big one for a lot of people, as well as um, as his first album. Um, but this one was like very high up on my list, probably my favorite up until his actually uh, his most recent one that he released on Magic Ninja. Um, I was like, holy fuck, this is like really good, and I kept sa- telling people, and I think even Jiggles agreed, was like, this is his best album since Crimson Creek. So. 
it's not to say that like things go downhill for boondocks it's just this was where it seemed to be like kind of like as on point with what his character was meant to be and just his songwriting at the time i Um, I mean what his character is meant to be is hard to define it's spooky scarecrow but like no (laughs) (laughs) oh wait wait from the south that's about it (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's about time that we get into that before we do we got something important that we have to do yep we have to crack open a motherfucking fan. We do have to do that. Shmeev, I know that you went down to the corner store today. I did. To get yours. What you got, man? Well, you know, I took my little walk down there, and I, I went in, and I picked myself up. Uh, genuine Fago Delicious. Shaggy's nut bag. <sighs> Grape. Well, I grabbed mine yesterday, and uh, I clearly have better taste than you because I grabbed a genuine Fago delicious orange. Well, we'll see how that taste comment holds up after this album. <laughs> it's going to be significantly better. I know this. <laughs> Don't... Don't y'all remember? I tried grape on the V Sinister episode. Oh, I, I don't mean throat. like the taste of like the. the I mean, oh your no, taste, no, no, no! I know what you said. Taste. I know what you said. I know what you meant. <laughs> I know what you meant. Hey, crack is open. Also, all the Fagos are now officially a dollar twenty-five whenever they scan them. So, yep. inflation gets us all. Buck thirty-three after tax. Mm-hmm. And Cal Mitchell knew what he was talking about. He did. All the time. (laughs) All right, track one. Intro. I like birds. Yeah. It's it's a pleasant pleasant way to open this. So, this is a long intro. This is over two minutes long. It is. Um, So, I'm not going to lie, we don't have to listen to all of it. Don't we? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> so we hear uh, somebody who's just—they're taking a, a a nice little stroll through the yeah. woods. Probably a hike, you know. You know he's, they, he's breathing I, a bit heavy. I would recommend to this person that they have their backpack on their back instead of dragging it along yeah. the ground. And definitely oh, don't throw oh, it in the fucking that's, creek. That does not sound. You're gonna get all your supplies wet. That's just a bad idea. Is your yeah. tent in there? I. Dude, bad time all around. Bad time all around. And depending on where that is, like you got to worry about like if you're trying to get it back, you you know, if there's any rapids, like it's gonna open the bag, everything's gonna get out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also like, you know, in at least in our area, creeks aren't that deep. Nah. Like it's just gonna hit and probably crush a bunch of your your graham crackers and stuff. Yeah. And then just kind of stay there. (laughs) It's not gonna fucking move, dude. Official appreciated though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they can, it's in plastic still. I mean, you know, so who knows? 
Eh, something will something will fix. Figure that out. In reality, I was thinking about. I was thinking about that beginning part, and it was just making me think of if that was the, um, uh, how angel-like was, uh, oh. from from the harvest. I was like, oh, I kind of figure like that might be a, a correlation. Don't know if it actually is or not. But then we have some like stuff in the background here. Can't really understand what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, the only thing of note is uh, music for this was done by Kuma. Oh, nice. We hear a lot on this one. Kuma's fucking dope. No? Country life. south oh, fucking hang on a second hang on a minute here fuck how did i miss that i don't know i, I it's a bit obscure but he crazy. is from covington georgia which covington. geographically within the united states Mm-hmm. Is located in the South. You're talking like under that Mason Dixon? Oh, way, way far down. Shit. He's further away from that than we are. Damn. That's like super South. That's super South. How does he do it? I. You know what? He's built different. Yeah. I, I tried once, but I'm like buoyant. So I just kind of like float back up. To the north. <laughs> Boondocks is a dense motherfucker, so he would sink down. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what the kids uh, refer to it nowadays is he thick. Well, he's dense specifically. That's those are two different things. No, no. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> He's anybody like, anybody he, these days who is dense, I'm now refer, for referring to as thick. 
<laughs> He's doing like a reverse country pop thing. You know, please explain where like contemporary country pop has moved into like we're going to, you know, grab all this hip hop influence and do this. Right. He was like, <laughs> I'm a hip hop dude now, except he actually kind of wasn't. He was like in like a metal band or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in a metal band. But, you know, he is primarily hip hop at this point, sort of. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, I'm going to grab a little bit of that stuff. I'm going to throw it in here doing that shit and also I'm, like very much it just kind of like in the same way that in country pop whenever they're doing hip-hop stuff and they're kind of like taking all of like they go from like they're like i still about my truck but also i go to the clubs and he's <laughs> you know doing that stuff <laughs> he's, he's he's like like yeah clubs but also my truck <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the entire middle verse is specifically about women. Yeah. So, yeah, that tracks. It's not necessarily an offensive verse either. You know, it's a shocker. <laughs> like, like, no joke. It's it's legitimately not really. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> Who would have thunk that an artist on psychopathic? could write a verse about women. And, you know, actually, we, we have heard it before. I don't remember where, but there was a... Because I, I have a thing in my brain, but I can't say it until later. Oh, okay. But, uh... <laughs> but no, there, there, there is a particularly, like... There's, there's a specific landmark that I remember where I was like, wow, good job. <laughs> good job, two out of three. <laughs> but anyway... Okay, um, I can't wait until we get there. Well, it's it's not like that's a completely different song that I'm talking about. Oh, that okay, isn't on okay. this album. Uh, right, right, okay. But the comparison, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, but um, yeah, kind, yeah. Country like there's that. a there, there's the a lot of just... fine. The beat is really good because Kuma's really good at that shit. Oh, actually, is this one's Kuma? not Kuma. Oh, who is this? Is this, this one's Mike Clark. Mike Clark, hell yeah. He is also very good at this kind of sound. He's Oh yeah. If if you want something that's got that fucking twangy shit on some some fucking steel guitar or something, mm -hmm. Mike Clark's fucking got you. Yeah, it's got Mike Clark and also uh, Tino Gross, who I think is doing that oh, uh, that, guy. that is that slide guitar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Slide, um, lap steel, we, something. Uh, probably just slide guitar, honestly. Yeah, we've heard him on some stuff in the past. Um, it's it's weird, because I remember, I think the first time we heard him was when he was on some of the remix tracks for The Wraith, and we were like, what the fuck is this? Well, yeah, he did that but, one goofy one. Yeah. <laughs> but, I remember that. That was fun. Oh, uh, Blam, I think it was what it was. <laughs> it was a Blam. It was like a late one where he like really missed the point over the fucking oh, top. Okay. Like I said, I am pretty sure Blam was one of them. But, like, whenever he gets to actually, like, be, I think, at the beginning stages of something, like, to make the original <laughs> thing, it sounds yeah. really fucking good. Well, when he, when he's specifically if... taking the direction of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is honestly, like, for, for an opening track on an album for Boondocks, I think that this is really fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not breaking new ground for him but mm -hmm. he sounds very comfortable mm -hmm. um 
and uh, it, it, yeah, it makes him sound more natural doing this. Um, where, like, something that that we'll notice, I think, as this goes on, the scarecrow thing is not nearly as pronounced on this album as it was on the Harvest, and even on the Harvest, it was only like here and there. But yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. It's it 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 was never. But it's but it's less on this album, which right now it is. I'm Boondocks. I am spooky Southern guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a scale where the difference stops mattering. You know, <laughs> like you can't you can't divide a penny in half. It it just doesn't work. You gotta round it up to a full penny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Just lots of southern references in here. I do, I do like uh, the line towards the end. Uh, uh, Let it all be catered by the Old Country Buffet. Man, I miss Old Country Buffet. I don't think I've ever been to one. Uh, there, I've, I've specifically gone to two different ones. There's, there was one in Robinson. And there was one up in Butler. Mm. And, man, do I miss those. I've been to a Cracker Barrel or two. I don't actually know if I've ever eaten a Cracker Barrel. They're okay. I've gone to... Uh, oh, what's that other one? There's, there's another one up in Robinson, right by the mall. Uh, I have no idea. I feel like it begins with a G. The Golden Corral. <laughs> huh. It's not really a country buffet. It's just a buffet. I I mean, similar. Yeah. As close yeah. as I get. <laughs> anyway, it was. I uh, like the song a lot. The the other Tino Gross thing was Thy Wraith. Oh, that's right. Where he was we like, he was what fucking bucking this. Is grooving as shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. I remember that. Ugh. Ten geez. out of ten. Mm. <laughs> yeah, country life, you know. Yeah, solid hook. Yep, solid beat. Yeah, whenever um, that's I don't know if it still is, but that seemed to be like a, a show opener for him. Uh, okay. Um, I can which see pretty good one. Yeah, so I'm cool with it. I think we can move on. All right, track three, untold, unwritten. <laughs> Hey, 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 Never felt a fucking thing, never gave a fuck enough 
down, so never place no fucking blame. Neighbors talked about me, they knew something was wrong. Started choking out my friends, and they knew that I was gone. I was labeled as a bad seed, said I needed therapy. In and out of schools with drug abuses and vulgarities. Sent away so many times to try to fix a broken child. He's so mean, he's fucking sick. The little bastard never smiles. A lot of doctors, teachers, family members had their own say. I wanna take the time to thank him for the man I am today. So, Boondocks got where he is by by taking chances, you know? Like, ICP took a chance signing a guy who wasn't even a finalist in their contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man. Violent J... You see how that always paid off? Knows. He turned his back on the Juggalos. He always knows what the Juggalos want, even if the Juggalos don't know what they want. Yeah. <laughs> just, just gotta, gotta trust the process. I've never <laughs> trusted a single person who said that. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think you've ever trusted Violin J for anything, so. That's true. There's <laughs> oh, another another pretty clean clean chorus there. Oh yeah, solid the, verses. The, the this, hooks on this album are great. There's another one of those situations where it's like, man, a psychopathic artist getting like kind of earnest on a track. It's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That works. Uh, Kuma made this track very fucking good. Mm. Um, yeah, when you just said about like with with a psychopathic artist being earnest, this was a point. And it, it shows up more later, but, like, Boondocks, in my opinion, is, like, only second to Twisted on this dude can get, like, real and and be genuine. And it doesn't sound like it's forced or anything, in my opinion. Um, We'll have more songs later on that really, like, hammer that home, I think. But I... I'm willing to bet that everything he's saying on here, like on this song, is legitimately true. Like, I have no doubt that whether it was by accident or something that his uncle did try to kill him. <laughs> um, I think actually there was a there was a DVD in the album that comes out after this um, with like some interview stuff. And he does actually go into a little bit of detail about that. But I haven't seen it in fucking forever, so I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but fucking incredible beat great hook like Mm -hmm. this this one uh, has definitely been played at shows um there's like that small like call and response with the put that on everything Mm -hmm. everyone like i know that i fucking yell that shit whenever he's performed it like you do yeah um i really like the uh uh the beginning of his uh, second first uh when the devil came to georgia made his first stop in covington Hmm. So nice little, nice little uh, Devil in Down Georgia reference. Yeah, but we're just uh, we're just kind of continuing um, a very strong open, in my opinion, for for this album. It's not bad. Yeah, I wish I had more to say about it because I like it so much. But this is just a very straightforward thing of just Boondocks talking about like some early life stuff for him and 
and how he was able to get to the point that he was right there. Fucking solid track. All right. I think we can move on to the next track, which actually was the first and kind of only single. It has a music video for it. Hmm. Track four, Inbred Evil. Yeah. Isn't that brave too shallow? Maybe. But he ain't never gonna get out. How come this graveyard has no fence around it? Why put a fence up when them on the inside can't get out? Them on the outside aren't in any hurry to get in. God is taking death to ride an orphan bastard child. Mutated pride upon an incest left out in the wild. A blood bastard lies, a man is still tied to the cord. Opens his eyes to see more darkness in an evil world. So much pain filled with hate and shapes his simple mind. Don't know how, don't know why, no sense of days, no sense of time. All he knows is what he sees and that's the beast of pain. Ripping flesh, killed to survive, embedded in his fucking brain. Raised by the woods, provided goods enough for short survival. No way to read, but in his hands he toasts a tad of Bible. He doesn't have a name, but in his soul says pure conviction. He knows there's more like him and they gon' pay for his affliction. There ain't gon' be no sequel. This here is Who do you think made the music for this song? This one? I could could land on a few of them. I would fall somewhere between uh, Mike Clark or Mike P, honestly. I would lean towards Mike P if he was an option. I don't know where he's at. I believe that Mike P was was completely out of the, the picture at this point. So you are right, though. It was Mike Clark. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's laying down some, some darkness for Boondocks to get all spooky horrorcore. Mm-hmm. Rolling hard, part two. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just because of the style that he's Smells doing and, and his, his, his horrorcore voice that he put on for this one. <laughs> did he put on a different voice for this one? He did. It's when I don't he just believe you. <laughs> yeah, he did. It sounds like when he was on Rolling Hard, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I know. Anyway, you know, Boondock storytelling song. Talking about all the time when I show Boondock storytelling. You know how, you know how, like, <laughs> I have my own, like, personal jokes that help get me through the episodes uh-huh. sometimes. And, you know, they're just things for me. Yeah. And I'm sure they probably annoy some people. Maybe they even annoy you. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> Nothing just felt like bringing that up. Do you have one? (laughs) Nah, buddy. Do do you need a joke to get through this one? Because I understand. (laughs) No, this song's actually not bad. It is is like, you know, it is actually like an interesting song. Got a a cool story. I like the hook. Fun times. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Yeah. I think that uh, to to unfortunately go with the joke, like the storytelling is great in here. Um the the guitar that's that's throughout it um, really helps move it along. Like it's got some chug, um, mm-hmm. but 
I do have a significant gripe, but I hope you agree with me. There is no reason for that outro to be a full minute long. I don't care. After the end of the final chorus. Mike. This song is fucking long. It's 4.50. Yeah, and it ends at 3.50. <laughs> Legit. It's it's too fucking long. I have never had... And in reality, the, the, the instrumental is like... It goes on for like about 45 seconds, maybe 50 seconds, and then there's a... a part that kicks into the next song that's one that's actually the thing for this album you could literally play it like beginning to end and there's typically something that's leading into the next track um which this one does i, I don't know why for that i don't know why you expected me to agree with that i've never had as much of a problem with songs riding out on a beat as as any i don't know i just thought that the, <laughs> i just honestly felt like this this one was it was unnecessary like there were other songs that i'm like if this one rides out mo- longer than i would have been fine with it but like I don't know. Yeah, this one's just got a good beat, so I can dig it. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, there, like I said, there is a music video for this one. Um, but I haven't seen it in forever, so I legitimately can't remember much about it. It's okay. We'll we'll watch it one day. <laughs> the side eye that Shmeep just gave. <laughs> All right. And just I just know it's because you can't wait. I know. One day, buddy. <laughs> Anything else on this one, bud? No. All right. Let's move on to track five. Freak Bitch. Like, stuff started coming out, and at the time I thought it was pee. Pee. I didn't know it was scored until I got into porn. But the whole time I just thought I, I was peeing, I was coming, but pee was coming out. Usually when I'm playing with my clit or I have a vibrator or I'm just getting fucked really hard, I can squirt. Or having some fantasy in my head. Or... The sins of the flesh, a fascination with death. While suffocating your breath, it's torture mixed in with sex. I want to get you undressed and lick the blood from your chest. And everything I request, I know be keeping you wet. My sadomasochistic baby dressed in leather and lace. You're far from a fucking letter, but you're sweet to the taste. You love it when I tie you down and put the gun in your face. And every time we get together, could be our final embrace. I'm on some other kind of level when I got you in bed. It's like you're feeding for the semen when you're giving me head. The liquid pouring out your veins, stain these white sheets red. Your eyes rolling back. It's like you want me to dig. Can't wait to see you in that see-through. Fucking till your pussy bleed, that's how we do. You want to taste pain and make the blood rain. Busting nuts and busting veins until you scream my motherfucking name. She wants to kick and stuff. She likes it hard and rough. Another kind of love. My little freak bitch. She's really into pain. I'm really glad she came into my world and I need. My little freak bitch. She wants to kick and stuff. She likes it hard and rough. Another kind of love. My little freak bitch. She's really into pain. I'm really glad she came into my world and I need. My little freak it's bitch. Like this is the point in this album where I decided to say, please get a new flow and also stop making these songs. Track five for the Juggalo Love Song. That's pretty early on an album. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it? I don't know. I feel like... I feel like the only one that might have been close to that might have been... 
fuck on the first date back on Freak Show, but I can't remember. I don't know if it was quite that early. I feel like it was, but I don't, I don't remember. But still, f- track five out of 15 is uh, it's pretty quick. It's pretty quick on there. Um, do you want to know a stat on this that I feel like you're going to be disappointed about? No. I'm going to say it anyways. This is the second highest viewed song for Boondocks on Genius. Mm-hmm. That legitimately surprised me. And I didn't realize that until we were about to start recording. <laughs> um, hmm. th- it's the third highest for songs that have Boondocks. But it's the second highest of Boondock solo songs. And that's fucking crazy to me. Um, Is it really that crazy? Yeah. I, I legitimately think so. Because I feel like there's other songs that he's done that people would latch on to more compa- than this one. Like, honestly, stuff from The Harvest, I feel like, would have been higher up there. Hmm. Anyway, Fuck um, on the First Date was, in fact, track five. Same place. Oh, so, so, same. Um, I will say uh, the production for this one was Dark Ones, which I don't know if we've seen anything by them thus far, and I don't know anything from them after, so this was just a bit left field uh, for me. Um, I really like the beat, I'm not a huge fan of the song. Um, and I'm not going to lie. One of the reasons why I don't like it is because it's not actually listed on um, the track, like for, for features or whatever, but he's on there is Violent J at the end. I did not need Violent J on this track. I didn't need this track. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, but uh yeah. Violent J comes in doing Violent J things, uh, but basically just kinda hyping up boondocks, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's pretty so much it. you are just not entertaining the song at all. <laughs> Which is fair. I, I totally get it. But yeah, this uh this track is just interesting. I I feel like is it? I I I feel like there's other routes that he could have gone with this, but this is definitely one of the more, as far as like stuff on psychopathic. This is probably one of the more like for this style of song. I guess raw is what I want to say. Um, I guess. <laughs> if uh if everybody remembers uh if if they went to check out the uh ICP with we 100th episode bonanza that we were a part of mm-hmm. specifically part 2 of the 100th episode bonanza where i was made to listen to i like it rough by ICP off of their album fearless fred fury and i asked the question why did Boondocks give this song to ICP instead of keeping it for himself? <laughs> because this is just apparently what he likes to write. And I fucking hate this song. And all of the songs that he does like it. They suck. And I wish, again, 
that he would get a new flow at some point. <laughs> or just stop having albums that I have to listen to. Well, got a, got a while for that, bud. All right, you wanna you wanna move on, buddy? Oh, <laughs> well, we're a third of the way through. I wanted to you got end. this. You got this, buddy. Track six, you know. I'm the firstborn child of a seventh-born heathen Had hell on my mind since I first started breathing I'm a sick motherfucker with a capital S They need to call a Mary Mace because my life's a mess I'm from the bottom of the Barrel Valley Living white trash in a hundred-yard dash I'm last place, third class I ain't never been shit And my outlook is grim And my chances of survival are none to slim I stay straight fucked up off of whiskey and water Fucking farmers' daughters in the back of Toyotas Popping so many pills that I'm disco deep My system ain't been clean since the age of 14 hood rats, fat back lot lizard loving fat cats snorting lines off of titties busting on their back tat trailer park living straight screen door junkie the mainstream hate me but the underground love me coming from nothing we live in the good life say i just to make it but we gonna be all right don't worry about me cause bitch i'm free So I remember. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's kind of fun one. Got the sipping vibes, sorta. It's, it's in that zone. In my, I didn't opinion. think about that. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Buckshot. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Buckshot, who has gone from being the same as Boondocks to having his honorary own identity and is back to just being the same person as Boondocks again. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't... Hey, what do you have on this? <laughs> I don't, I don't See, I told you what... you wouldn't have any fucking idea what I was going to say about a song. What the fuck? <laughs> um... First off, uh, music for this one was done by Kuma. Oh, love Kuma. Good dude. Um, I remember. I, I there just heard him say was... the word buckshot in one of the verses, and I was like, well, there, there we go. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm yeah. pretty sure this was quite a while before he, he knew buckshot. Oh. So. Well, no, he um, always knew him. He is him. Oh, my God. Go on. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Um. There actually was a, a sampler for this album. I wish that I actually had a physical copy of it, but unfortunately I don't. But it was like, I don't know, like eight minutes or something like that, maybe longer. And it was in the style of these guys who are driving and then they run out of gas and they come across a house on the side of the road. So they're like going through different rooms and each time they open a door, a part of a, a track starts up and... This was definitely one of them that I remembered because um, it had the hook. And I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> and then the album comes out and I'm like, this is so fucking great. <laughs> I love this goddamn song. Like, this is an upbeat and silly version of country life. 
<laughs> That's really all this is. But I don't know. I, I like I like the, the upbeatness to mm-hmm. it. I think the chorus is fucking just silly. When Budok decides that he wants to like sing and he sings high pitched when he probably shouldn't, it's funny. Because <laughs> it sounds like he's straining a little bit. It sounds like if I try and sing higher higher pitched. Which I try not to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't have much more on this one. It's just because it is just an upbeat version of the song Country Life that we heard earlier on this album. Basically. Um, yeah, we... I'm not going to say that Boondocks is one note. Not saying that. Thinking it, though. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, track seven, Walking After Midnight. We got cows! Come on! Lurking, hurting, howling at the fucking moon I watch the neighbors close the curtains Turning out the porch lights And I don't even know why On a stroll all alone Ain't like nobody's gonna die I'm just looking for the answers To the questions that I'm asking More lost than when I started Darkness mean the time has passed I'm barely grasping to the moment And a rational thought And this prescription in my pocket Got me feeling distraught It's just a matter of time I feel my brain's growing vacant What the fuck is going on? I'm like an all-timer's patient In the situation It seems like deja vu I wish I had an explanation And I pray I knew how I got to where I'm going, what I'm trying to find. Looking for my sanity, but I lost my fucking mind. Nowhere to be found. I think I need some fucking help. Walking after midnight, and I'm searching for myself. Right foot over left, left foot over right. I let my dog out to piss in the middle. So. That that thing that we just heard, the beginning of uh, Violent J's verse on this, is really fucking good. I love the delivery of that first line. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. Good, you know, Moon Knock Story Time song, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Shaggy's there. He's a little lost, but uh, the idea that he had is solid. His execution is just not there at all. No, not at all. Um, For this being, you know, again, one of the early collaborations that we have with Boondocks and ICP, this is actually the one that I liked the least for a very long time. Hmm. Um, I think I have a little bit more respect for it now. It's the Patsy yeah, Klein sample. Shaggy is... Not great on this. No. Jay, I think, has the best verse. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of weird because it reminds me um, – part of it, I think, is because of his voice. Um, but also, like, how he's rapping on it. It reminds me of the verse that he did for the Axe Murder Boys song, Calm Down. Yeah, I, I figured you weren't sure. <laughs> yeah, but, like – that was a song. I mean, that was that was two years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I was almost wondering if maybe this was a ICP song that then became a Boondocks song. Like maybe this was an older one or something. I could see that. Has a vibe. Yeah. So I, I, it's probably not the case. It's just Jay's voice does not sound like Jay's voice from The Tempest. And so I, I was just wondering if maybe that was the case and maybe they were like, hey, we started working on this a while ago. Let's revisit it. Um, this was produced by Eric Davey. Um, who's been doing a lot of the uh, just engineering on this album uh, I never mentioned. Um, so it is kind of cool that uh, he gets a, a track on here because the, the song itself sets a very good vibe for for what the the, uh, the rappers are actually trying to do on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that piano yeah, is pretty tight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it's, it's an okay song, but man, I... Uh, shaggy. This is just that that period of time where it's a couple of years where just two dope is not that great, um, and unfortunately, it's it, this kind of continues that reiterates that fact. But well, what can you do? You can move to the next song. Can I? Yeah. Okay. Track eight. Tra- Love hate. <laughs> track yes we do actually it's it's a combination fuck the haters family love track oh yes that's that's a rare one is it (laughs) normally you only get one or the other oh okay i guess produced by mike clark oh look at that yeah he's he's definitely like fitting a vibe on on this record (laughs) It's yeah, he do that. Him him do do that. Um, I uh, I would like to assure Mr. Docs that no matter how much how many fucks he gives, I can in fact hate him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine track. It's a you know it's a fuck the haters track. It, if if there's one thing that psychopathic is usually okay at. Fuck the haters tracks also. Yeah. Um gonna gonna take a look at uh verse two, final line. Oh jeez. 
I don't even know what it is, but... Uh, this shit ain't about no money, bitch. This shit is more than just a brand. Okay. Is it? <laughs> is Mike, it? Mike, you heard him. He said it. man, there are a lot of people who said, fuck anybody who leaves psychopathic and goes to Magic Ninja. Yeah, I'm. Ju I'm just. I'm just gonna say that. Just leave it there, suspended in the air, for people it's just to. There in the to air. It's just there in the air. Um. Uh, yeah. It's 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 definitely like one of those like oh man, hindsight. Like just looking back at that man, it kind of hurts. Uh. But I actually like didn't listen to this song much and i like it more now it's cool it's got a cool hook but man just thinking about that line literally towards the end of of first two uh it's just it's i don't know for I, me it's rough you know we talk about it on this show a lot but uh Yes, actually it is in fact a brand. Yeah. <laughs> Family is a brand. Stop it. <laughs> Stop yeah. Stop it. <laughs> no, it's got to continue. We're in 2022. Boondocks is not your dad. <laughs> Daddy docs. <laughs> oh dad. no. Wait. <laughs> no, Daddy docs was on free, bitch. <laughs> Buck dad. Buck dad. <laughs> anyway anything else uh no i got nothing else on this one this one's uh it's it's a solid track not bad for the for the middle of the album sure it's very weird actually that it's kind of at the middle of the album because i feel like they put these near the end a lot yeah but fuck, again fuck we the also... haters track i mean they, they usually sprinkle them but i feel like and well this one does, in fact. Spoilers. Have have one at the end as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it does. But, but um, um, you know, let's let's work our way towards that last track. Yeah. By going on to track nine, Cold Cruel World. I suffer from depression. Complete depression. Had it my whole life. And I've had it so bad that uh, I've had anxiety. Been diagnosed with my OCD, which was in control, exploded. Lots of phobias, lots of fears, anxiety, panic attacks. I had depression before, but I didn't know depression could be so bad. Sometimes it feels like the world's on my shoulders. Everything around me closing in, it starts to grow colder. It's like I'm sitting on death row and waiting for conclusion. Shit's real fucked up, my brain's filled with much confusion. Do you know what it is to sit at 3 a.m. with a gun pressed to your temple on your knees praying? Or in the bathroom on the floor, a handful of pills. Cause the fucking wrist do when you can't pay bills. Have you ever felt the cold grip of death in your heart? I'm talking ribs right in your cavity and pulls it apart. Ten motherfucking Mending the shit Flames rising from the actions that you're about to commit Have you ever stopped your car Somewhere far from every day Said a half an hour just thinking of a better way To put your soul to rest and set your mind at ease Put the barrel in my mouth I wanna sleep for all eternity Dear cold, cruel world 
sad boy. Oh, it is. Um, first off, uh, done uh, by Kuma. Um, this is like this is a very rare instance of a psychopathic artist being this upfront about depression. Um, I don't really think that ICP did much of it. What? Um, <laughs> they fucking would like they fucking what? <laughs> I mean, like a little bit in like Hell's Pit, uh-huh. but like it's it's not something that is very prominent. Twisted does it, mm-hmm. and this was the sure point do. where I'm like. Boonox is the closest to Twisted on like doing like writing something like this and it feeling incredibly genuine and right from the heart. Um, there is a line that's uh, towards the end of the second verse again. Um, that uh, whenever I was listening to that sampler, it uh, it was a good portion of the second verse and then uh, towards the end. The, uh, I'm gonna do what I swear, I don't think I'm even fucking lying, nobody gonna remember me, nobody gonna be crying. The way he says that, like, it's, it sounds, like, his voice gets, like, a little bit more, like, it's not like he's yelling it, Mm. but it's like he's convincing himself that he's going to, and that always stuck with me. Like, this song... And I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna be like a someone with depression. Blah blah. blah. Like, <laughs> I am not someone who has gone and like seen if I have a diagnosis for, uh, you know, any kind of mental health issues. But I probably should. So hearing a song like this is very like it fucking hits. Hmm. Um, for anybody who who has been in this kind of position where shit just does not seem right no matter what you fucking do um like this this will definitely resonate with a lot of people i can definitely tell Hmm. and like i said that line towards the end of the second uh verse just always like i that has just played in my head multiple times i might not even remember the rest of the fucking song but those lines right there just always hit me yeah, it's not bad. Got a good, good beat, good hook and stuff. Um, you know, I, anybody at, at home struggling with problems, go see a therapist. Real talk. Like, not even as, I don't mean that as like a, you know, whatever, offhanded, just kind of tossing it out there thing. I mean, like, legit. It's very good. <laughs> it's very helpful. Um if you can afford it, which is part of the problem. But, uh, yeah. The other thing about this is that, for whatever reason, uh, his hook on this is a style of hook that he seems to do a lot, where he does like a call and response, where the call is sung, response is rapped. Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, I kept in my head hearing the response from country life in this in my head uh which is very weird <laughs> you know you would say 
with your cold, cruel world, Miami here. I just hear this is the laugh of me, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not sure that that's the life for him. Um, I think you're, I think you're reading the room wrong, there, buddy. I can't help the fact that he writes the same hook a lot <laughs> and makes me do this. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't like it as much when I was younger. I mean, except for like the, that, that small portion, um, like the song a lot now to do be hitting me in the feels, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good song. And again, it's just reiterating that I'm like, he can get fucking earnest. He can get real and it actually feel completely real. Indeed. Some artists can't do that. No. Him do. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we can continue on. Mm-hmm. Track 10, Straight Out the Crops. Straight Out the Crops. Straight Out the Crops. Straight Out the Sticks. Straight Out the Sticks. Straight Out the Sticks. Straight Out the Crops. decision I would say for Tech 9 to parody this for the opening to something else but he really made it his own <sighs> that hook's okay uh, he is definitely like seriously aiming for country gangster rap and it's whatever. <laughs> Go on. Music for this was done by Violent J. Oh. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Um this is a song, I guess. <laughs> There's honestly not much of note here. Like we've we've I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice though in his first verse is something that he has done on more than one occasion. Um, w- when he says the line, "I bring the 
pain to your brain. He really likes using that uh, that style of rhyme directly of rhyming something and then immediately with brain because he did it on dead neck um uh on on clockwork gray but he wrapped he rhymed brain with brain well getting brain from a brain got me going insane yeah i bring that pain to your brain that's that's just something i noticed it just seems like he likes that it's a sound that he likes exactly it, it it hits the twang in his voice right, I guess. Yeah, because he, do, he doesn't have to actually do anything to make it sound like it's Southern. It just naturally sounds like that. There it is. He found the one sound that he doesn't have to work for. Pain. <laughs> he, just, he just has a fucking book of words that rhyme with brain. It's, it's, it's a rhyming dictionary, and he has that yeah. page specifically marked. It's like highlighted all of it. Gain. Uh, Insane. Main. Train. Plain. <laughs> Spain. Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He fucking loves that. <laughs> yeah, why? Boondocks, why haven't you hit the rain in Spain? Stays mainly on the plane in a verse yet. Jonathan Goldtrain. <laughs> All right. I I don't have anything else on this one, honestly. No, it's no. it's the song that it is. It is. All right. Track eleven. Outlaw. himself right in that second verse i i don't uh i'm not sure what uh what the issue is yeah no uh, you wouldn't go ahead uh tracks produced by scott sumner good job we, we know him from from a lot of early uh twisted stuff yeah like most tasteless yeah all of it <laughs> basically did he do all of it uh damn near all of it oh, yeah. i thought rock the dead was was that him 
Uh, no, I believe Rock the Dead was uh, was Mike Clark. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, the OG version of Most Tasteless, I, I think, was almost entirely produced by yeah by by Mr. Sumner. Um, this is not a bad character song. No. Um, like it's actually really fucking good. Um, I guess I get like somewhat confused because I feel like the character portrayal is more like western and not southern well yeah. but what the fuck do i know i mean that's that's what so much southern stuff like is though whenever it's not being just like it, it's it's a mixture of the two you know it's either like the the hillbilly kind of thing or it's you know cowboy shit cowboy shit Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Yeah. Sorry. Hang man on a page. Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm more just associate boondocks with, you know, hillbilly. Well, yeah. Um, cause it's mostly what he's portrayed kind of <laughs> given, I guess, but over like, the, the last few releases. So the Western stuff is fucking cool as shit. Is the thing. It is. The though. Western vibe is always fucking rad as hell. Even if it's, you know, got its problems. <laughs> the but vibe yeah. and stuff, you know? Yeah. I love a good fistful of dollars and all that other shit. <laughs> um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is a really cool song, and and yes, the the entire second half of verse two, just just violence to women, because mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be a psychopathic record song if there was uh, no violence towards women. We're getting close to that thing that I'm going to bring up, but it's not here yet. It's not here yet. Nope. Huh. So let's, you know, creep a little bit closer to I, it. I, Track 12, I it Path I Walk. We walk all alone, always on our own. We walk all But back then it was double I remember when When I ain't have no pot When you piss on the floor You stay pissed off a lot I remember when I was searching for answers In the house of a dealer In the arms of a dancer I remember when I thought I was finished You've been down this road Then give me a witness You are lost on the way and sometimes need to find the way home but we walk all alone we walk all alone always on our own get lost on the way and sometimes need to find the way home but we walk all alone when you walk on your own and you ain't got no crystal the future you see at the this end was produced by underrated of potluck oh i didn't know that until literally last night Rough times brought uh, Buck Docks to where he is. 
and uh, it's, it's less rough now, but still, still a rough time. Still rough. Shmeev, hmm. do you remember? No. Twenty-first <laughs> night of September. <laughs> it's my brother's. Do you remember day. MySpace? Uh huh. And how you could have a song. Oh boy. Play on your MySpace page. Mm-hmm. I never went through an emo phase, but if I did, this would have been the song that was there. This definitely was on my MySpace page <laughs> for a time. Um, this track, I listened to like fucking crazy um it in, in fucking 2008 i was i was 17 years old when this came out how old 17 and for some reason this always just hit me very very hard and i'm like i don't understand why what has been rough for for me in my life in in 17 years nothing <laughs> nothing Looking back now, there was some things, but nothing like these days. Well. But this is the one that it's like, if, if I was like, the stereotypical, like, writing something in the journal when you have to, to have a, a song reference in there, this is the one that it would have been. Because, uh-huh. uh-huh. man, this just got played all the fucking time. It's really fucking good. Um, it's a very, like, it's very somber, it's very personal, and this is the one that, like, obviously the, 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 the closest together is, like, this and, and Cold Crew World, but this is the one that, like, I listened to this, like, ten times more than I listened to Cold Crew World <laughs> back then. Even nowadays, I'm like, man, this song's just so fucking good. Um, but it does, uh, he does kind of it kind of echoes what he did on um uh untold unwritten but this is more for closer to present day for him um of of going over some scenarios that he went through in his life um you know being involved with people who were you know around drugs and things like that and and you know people who just weren't actually uh good for him in his life and uh, it it honestly shows some growth um, that he can recognize that and then move past it. Like, and as you said, like, yeah, things aren't going amazing right now, but they were way worse in the past. And I'm pa- and I'm doing what I can to, you know, grow from that. I really like that. Um, again, it's very earnest and it sounds incredibly genuine, which is one of the things that I just love about that. And I love about his songwriting whenever he gets there. Um, it's not, you know, every single song, it shouldn't be that way, but mm-hmm. when he does it, it's done very well in my opinion. Yeah. And the fucking instrumental just compliments. it so goddamn well. Love it. Underrated. It's really good. Some would say he's underrated. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> More people need to check out Underrated. Listen oh. to Potluck. They don't make music anymore together, but they were so good. This 
This wasn't as big of a track for me. It was okay, though. I mean, that's it's fair. Fine. Some of us have taste. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, moving on. Track 13. Trailer Park Creepin'. The teenage boy in this pickup aren't stopping for anything. In the back of the truck, a stolen lawnmower track. 500 extra pounds of momentum. They race down this hill, flow right through a stop sign, and careen onto the wrong side of the road. Up ahead, a squad car blocks their way. But they're not listening. They're not stopping for anything. Anything. Psychopathic Records. We already have a monoxide. Stop it. I fucking knew it. Like, <laughs> I knew that's what you were gonna say. Jesus Christ. <laughs> An opening from world's scariest police chases. And that's about it. <laughs> I wanna know if he pulled that from like an actual episode of World's Scariest Police Chases, or if he pulled that from the PlayStation 2 World's Scariest Police Chases game. There was a game for that? There was. It was run on... Here's the weird thing, right? It was a PS2 game. It was run on the driver engine, as in, like, the PS1 driver game. I believe. I, I, I... I can't... I've never actually gone to confirm that, but I've seen somebody play it, and I'm like... No, this is driver. Like all of the handling in it, it has like a few extra things tacked onto it. But this is the fucking driver engine, buddy. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. Or driver two specifically because they have curved roads, hmm. which didn't exist in driver one. Hmm. Uh, real quick, music for this was done by Mike Clark and Tino Gross. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. If, if it sounds super southern, it's probably those two. <laughs> I mean, Outlaw um, wasn't those two. That was western, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's why. It was western, not southern. <laughs> um, I love this song. Ten out of ten, my favorite song on the album. I don't love it, <laughs> but it's not a bad song. Because he wrote a story and stuck with it. 
Sure. <laughs> I, is it a great song? Like, great story? No. But it's not bad. It's the kind he's good at and likes writing a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, points for consistency, I guess. The worst no. part about this is Violent J. I don't want Violent J on this song. That's the weird thing. I didn't have a problem with that. I figured you wouldn't. I figured you'd, you'd be fine with him, but I don't like it. I think it sounds so like... Violent J is just reminiscing of the time when he had Zug Island on the label, and he's like, I can do the sin thing. I mean, that's... You, that... you know, I guarantee if Zug Island was still in Psychopathic, Sin would have been doing some stuff for Boondocks. I guarantee he would have done, he would have sang some hooks for him. Would have changed nothing. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it's like in like a... It's like a classic blues style thing. You know, that was just kind of a thing. Even people who didn't have a voice would fucking just kind of go for it. Just croon some shit. Doesn't mean that they should. Yeah, it worked. Joseph Bruce. <laughs> it's, the part that, it's the part of this song I don't have a problem with. <laughs> well, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum for this uh, song, apparently. Which is okay. Need a nap. Well, you got two more songs and then you can nap. Yeah, probably not going to. Track Let's 14. Move on. Fear. As they kneel beside my coffin, family say the last goodbyes But it's the faces of my babies Got me tripping, thanking God for breath Expressions filled with pains Got me strapping on the vest And I know that I ain't living right I hang on for our time And this life gon' leave them bastard Cause they pops has gotta grind Little mouths have gotta eat So I hug them, hit the street Splitting time with them and money Got me feeling incomplete And I ain't scared of them Motherfucker fight the flames of hell But a child without his dad has got me hiding in my shell Got me shaking in my boots to see the faces world alone are they strong enough to go? Stuck in half a fucking home As I lay them down to sleep It's all on me, the soul to keep If I die before I wake I pray to God is up there waiting With an army full of angels Strapped with gas cause I'm defiant Since I first became a father Only fear I have is dying This situation's got me losing sleep I cannot eat I'm feeling weak The fear has got me on my knees The fear has got me Ever see the movie Fear? No. I haven't either. This is a cool okay. song. <laughs> it's uh, a Mark Wahlberg movie. It's about like a wealthy family and everything's great, but then Mark Wahlberg shows up being a bad guy. Uh, and dating their daughter. Oh, okay. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
this was done by Kuma. Sounds like Kuma. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, this features uh, we got Blaze Dead Homie on verse two, and we, we have Monoxide on the do. final one. And each artist is describing a a fear that they have. Um, and these sound very legit. So we got Boondocks, um, who fears, um, basically leaving his children, uh, on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, Blaze fears, uh, losing basically his ability to rap, um, yeah. to, to, to express himself. L- losing his voice, falling silent. This is all, yeah. um, the way that I was looking at these was they are all, Specifically, what they fear about death in particular. Like, Blaze isn't, a, isn't afraid of death itself, but he is afraid of, you know, no longer okay. being able to speak in death. Okay. And this, Boondocks I, is afraid of leaving his kids when he dies. <laughs> so that, that actually makes this a, a little bit... Uh, I'm in between the way the way that I had it was that monoxide fears it sets confusion, mm. but with with this with the way you're describing it is almost like what the, happens when you die. The unknown <laughs> like, is what I read that as, but but who knows the way the the reason why I said confusion was there was a recent um uh occasionally monoxide will go on like YouTube and just do like a, a YouTube live, um and he'll just you know. Just talk about stuff happening um, on the label, and he'll like answer questions that people are coming in with. And I believe that he said something about someone that he or people that he'd seen that as they got older and had like Alzheimer's. Yeah, and he's and he was like that shit fucking terrifies me. So I was wondering if like maybe that was what it was, but I actually think that you're probably way closer to the. Well, I mean, he's he's talking about like. He is talking about a lot of that, but as like, you know, an approaching death towards him because he talks about, you Mm -hmm. know, not knowing when the end's coming, but, you know, he's definitely he's like waiting for it more or less. Yeah. Um, It's all kind. in in my opinion, it's all kind of tied to that. It's not necessarily, you know, directly like what I fear about dying, but like what I fear about that approaching thing. Mm hmm. It's, it's definitely, again, we're getting very earnest and it's, it's very kind of refreshing to hear that from all three, um, artists. We've had it more consistently with Boondocks on this album. Um, Monoxide has started to get more, um, personal as, as the years have gone on. I mean, he, it it was real noticeable on Chainsmoker, sometimes for the wrong reasons. Um, but for Blaze, this is actually a very big uh, verse, in my opinion. Yeah. Because um, Blaze tends to stick to character a lot, which is cool. That's yeah. not a bad thing at all because, you know, he's good at it. And he still does bring that in here. Mm-hmm. Um, he he, he the, weaves it in. Yeah. He, he does say, uh, I ain't scared of dying. Uh, death, I've been there. So, like, that is that, – that's kind of cool that he still brings that in. But – just the idea that, you know, he can bring up something that does genuinely um, worry him in his life and the fact that he's, you know, not able to, you know, there will be a point where he can't do what he's doing anymore. Um, that's definitely something that uh, 
is is refreshing to hear from Blaze. Yeah. So I really like that. It's it's definitely on this entire album that actually stands out a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like this track. I think that everybody does does very well. It is kind of cool that we have Monoxide on this, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't have Twisted proper on here. Um, but we'll get there. Um, but this is also a very rare instance of um, members of Twisted doing um, something for another artist um, on the label at the time because they were really focusing on their own stuff. Mm-hmm. So having Monoxide on this track was was pretty big, I think. Um, and no one, I think, has like a better verse than another. I think they all just came here and, and wrote something really fucking good. Yeah. I love this track. It's very good. And now, Shmeev, uh-huh. it's here. Oh, the final track. There it is. Track 15, Death of a Hater. Heaven, I did my best One love for family to juggalos and fuck the rest I'm tired of all these snakes and demons leeches on the vein I'm bled enough and now these bitches about to feel my pain You know you name the haters bitter with a point of view Pussy motherfuckers talking shit but never had a clue Come with your attitude, cocksucker, fuck your life I'll tie you to a chair and make you watch me fuck your wife I'm just the type to catch you slipping like a bar of soap I catch you while you're sleeping fast and then I slit your throat I watch you bleeding, garbage choking for your last breath Then close the wound, apply some pressure to delay your death See what it means, your whole existence don't mean shit to me It ain't nothing but time to kill to make your history And all you had to do was keep your fucking trap closed But now you got your hands folded, clutched onto a single road Just close your eyes Say your last goodbye Get down on your knees Try to mind, bitch, and make your peace Just close your eyes Say your last goodbye Get down on your knees Try to mind, bitch, and make your peace I'm glad you're here, except for that Tim Gunn line. Uh, yeah. Also glad that DJ Clay's here, even if he's not. He's not. Okay. <laughs> this was done by uh, this was done by Kuma. Okay. Well, that's that's a good second guess. So this song is this is like the ultimate fuck the hater song. It is. <laughs> it is it is wishing death upon them. Mm-hmm. This came about um Boonox was uh, apparently said that this came about because he was just very sick of seeing all the people on the internet who were talking shit about him but not just leaving it as oh like fuck Boondocks, like fuck this guy like <laughs> fuck his kids like hope they all die and shit like that. Because guess what? There are some really fucking shitty people out there. Really? Um, juggalo or not, <laughs> don't say shit like that. Just fucking don't. Leave people's kids out of it, especially. Yeah. So he wrote this song as a response to that. Hmm. Like, yeah. Um. Th- this is a fucking brutal ending song. 
Um, and as you mentioned, we got Jamie Madrox came in on the second verse, and yes, that line really sucks. Um, that said, it is up to this point that we've heard from Twisted one of Jamie's best verses that that we've heard in my it's opinion. Tight. I think it's fucking I, it like pure vitriol. Glad, like I said, very glad to hear Jamie Madrox here. Like it it's so fucking great. Um I I like uh oh what was it? Where's the what's the line on there? Um switch my hatchet to a target hanging off my cable. Yeah. So his his hatchet man charm is is now a target. Like, yeah, fucking come at me. Mm-hmm. Just ah, uh, he. It's it's crazy that one of the best hater tracks or tra- hater verses that Jamie wrote is not on a twisted song. Yeah. Blessed Boondocks with this. Um. And uh, and then Boonox just continues with with basically what he was saying earlier in in the first verse. He's just going every way to make people suffer. Um, there is something of note, however, and unfortunately I cannot find confirmation. But I swear that I have seen this on the internet multiple times in the past. Uh, you'll remember that when we covered um, uh, Let Him Bleed Volume One. This was released on um, Hatchet House, which was a sub-label from Psychopathic. Sure. DJ Clay was the first official artist signed onto it. Well, they also signed another artist uh, shortly after uh, called Tally Demon. She was going to be the first female artist for Psychopathic overall. Now, I don't know if the contract actually like went through or they were just in the process of signing her. Um but things fell through, and then she decided to, to part ways. I have seen... I know I've seen it online, but I don't fucking remember where, and I couldn't find any concrete evidence. But allegedly, the vocals that are in the chorus, the female vocals, are Tally Demon. Hmm. And they were stuff that were meant for her album that she was making. And they took it and put it on here. And allegedly, it's also used on another song that we will come to in the future. Um, not the not these lines, obviously, but another uh, set of vocals from a song that she made or was making. Tally, I baby. cannot find. Com- I'm sorry. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> um. So, the problem is, is if you look in the booklet, there are credits for other women on here, but it doesn't say for this song in particular. It just says additional vocals by, like, additional stuff here and there. Like, it shows, like, additional guitar by Razor Ray, but he's not listed on other songs that I think have him on there. So, I don't even know if there really is guitar on this song. Doesn't sound um, like it. No. So, those female vocals, maybe it is on there, or maybe they took what she originally had made, and then they... Um, the the female vocalists that are listed on here, the additional vocals, maybe they then recorded it. I don't know, but from what I understand, the the hook, um, the 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 female voice there is allegedly Tally Demon. 
I've never actually listened to her music. Um, and there's a lot of people who really like her. They they say that she was like an early, like female juggalo rapper, but I've never gotten to check out her stuff um, personally. And I don't even know if she's ever like. I feel like she's probably performed at the gathering, but I don't know. If so, I don't think it's been for a, a while. Um, no, it seems that uh, from just from me searching her up real quick that uh, I reckon she's not on very good terms with psychopathic records. Oh yeah, because there was uh, there was a thing that came out after Blase Rose was signed, and there were some people that were thinking it was Tally Demon, just with the new name, and she fucking went off <laughs> on Violent J. Um, but um, yeah, I like I said, I don't know all the particulars. I just remember seeing that in the past that there was talks that uh, two Boondock songs used her vocals. Um, but it was without her acknowledgement. Huh. I wish I could find the, the actual stuff. I tried looking on Pago Lovers and stuff and can't uh, can't find it, which is very fucking annoying. <laughs> but yeah, back to the, the like the actual song, like the Boondock song. It's a fucking epic closer. It's definitely um, quite the opposite of what we had on The Harvest. Shmeev, your face is just... Sorry, I'm reading this post. It's fucking amazing. I I'm sure you're you're reading the her her posts to Violent J. Yeah. Okay. Holy yeah. It's, shit. it's it's pretty juicy. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. For the, for those obviously you can't see. Um, Shmeev was just like looking at his phone and then put his hand up to his mouth because clearly he is smiling slash laughing and his eyes are just getting wider <laughs> as it goes on god damn <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so uh so yeah that, trust me i was on that uh, thread before i was trying to find stuff and i thought there was <laughs> but apparently not um so yeah this is definitely uh quite the opposite of what we had uh compared to angel like from the harvest um <laughs> But uh, but but for the better, in my opinion, this track is incredibly strong. Um, I would love to hear this song live. I would love to see Boondocks in concert. Maybe he's touring with Twisted, and I want Jamie to come out there and and do that verse too. Um, fucking love it. So that is Crimson Creek. Yeah. It is. I can see why people generally consider this Boondocks' best album from the three that I have heard so far. Um, you know, it's it's a step up from those, but also, I mean, I just, I just don't really like Boondocks. I don't like him. I don't. It's just not not my thing. I'm fucking tired of him already. <laughs> You know, well, on the plus side, you won't have to hear a Boondocks album for a couple more years. Yeah. Uh, in the context of, of you know, the time. Too soon. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We'll, we'll get through it together, buddy. Why did he have more releases than Esham? <laughs> on Psychopathic? On Psychopathic, yeah. specifically. I was about to say. I was about to say, Esham's no, got a I lot know Esham, like, yeah, he doesn't stop. He releases music every other day or something. But I mean specifically on Psychopathic. 
ones that I have to pay attention to at some point is what I mean. <laughs> um, and it, I mean, it doesn't matter because... even if he's not on psychopathic because he's on fucking MNE. I'm going to do those too. <laughs> See, I know you can't wait for it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, so Death of a Crimson Hater. Creek. Uh, oh, I, I I didn't realize that you got to death of a hater. Um, these other songs. I'm feeling you were gonna take country life. Walking after midnight. Okay. Fear. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to take Death of a Hater. I will also take Fear. See, and this is rough because there's like three that could definitely be there for me. I'll go with Untold Unwritten, but it could have either been Heathen or Path I Walk. Hmm. Um, Freak bitch is gone, or I knew that was going to be the one that you were going to say. Any of them? What's that? Or any of them? (laughs) Um. So here's where we're going to be different. Well, this is the place. (laughs) This is the this is the point because I'm not going to lie. I was fully convinced I was also going to say, uh, freak bitch. Mm -hmm. No joke. But. I'm not going to, and I'm going to remove straight out the crops because that elicits no reaction from me whatsoever. It is just a song that exists, and that just sucks to me. Damn. So Controversy. The first time we've right. disagreed regarding this album ever. It's It's so crazy, you know, but we're still friends despite it all. Damn. That's rough. But yeah, I'm glad, so friends. I'm glad we were able to make it work despite that. <laughs> so let us know. What do you think of Crimson Creek? Do you have some favorite songs? Do you agree with our favorite songs? Do you agree with the ones that we don't care for much? You can let us know pretty much anywhere if we're on the mark or if we're not. You can hit us up on our various social media platforms. Such as our Facebook. Juggalo Judgment. How about our Twitter? At Juggalo Judgment. But what about Instagram? Uh, that is also a Juggalo Judgment. You ever fucking think about email? Uh, sadly, yes. It's, it's a bummer whenever they don't respond, though. But um, we have that, and we do respond. And it's juggalojudgment at gmail.com. What about, like, a video platform? Do we have a, a place on one of those? Supposedly. <laughs> but but this motherfucker hasn't updated shit on there. Because well, he sucks. But it's youtube.com slash juggalojudgment. What about, like, a place where people can for some reason throw money at us oh everybody should throw money at us like 
If anything, it, you know, if you throw money at us, it might get us to shut up. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, but, Mike. go ahead. They could do that by going to patreon.com slash juggle of judgment. Well, the interesting thing, Mike, is that actually by throwing money at us, people are giving us the opportunity to talk even more. What? Because we have at our $5 tier now a little Q&A thing that we do at the end of every episode where we, whatever you fucking ask us, we just rapid fire blast through it lightning round style. And, uh... What? Yeah, we have a series of questions. Oh, shit. All from one person. (laughs) Oh, my God. Our boy Carl Zayas. What's up, homie? Carl, I fucking love you, dude. (laughs) Okay. So... The very Real first. Real quick, uh, are these are these on like the Patreon? Like, can I can I access them yes. so that I can see them? Yeah, it's on I our post them. that the the Q and A post for June, which I should put one up for July, but I didn't really expect to be doing. I kind of thought maybe people would just send them in an email or something, but I don't care. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's easy, it's easier on the Patreon because I have it filtered, so only people who are at that level can put them up. But Carl Zay says, "All right, cool. I'm taking advantage." Somerville. Uh, I think he's all right. Uh, it's kind of interesting how he does seem to intersect every friend group that I have without, <laughs> like, necessarily being in mine, per se. I don't see him a lot, but every time I do see him, there he is. Boom. And he's usually with somebody that I never expected him to be associated with at all. It's very strange how he does that. Um, I believe this is this is in reference to somebody that we went to school high school with. <laughs> And then, uh, um, why do you put your... Oh, do you have something on Somerville? No. Okay. Why <laughs> I you, assume that this is, like, ab- regarding the location of the gathering. <laughs> is it? I feel like it might be. I don't know. I, I don't know of that being a name for the gathering I don't location. Know. I have no it's idea. It's in Thornville. <laughs> oh, well, maybe they got the wrong Ville. I don't know. Carl's going to have to clear that one up, unless he yeah. was, in fact, talking about the person that both of us know. Uh, but uh, why do you put yourself through this for us juggalos? It's fun. I have a good time sometimes. Mike, why do you put yourself through this for, for them juggalos? I don't know if that's... I don't, I don't think that's, that's to us. I think that question is to Somerville. Well, Somerville, why do you know how much we appreciate you? Do you get undeserved hate from Juggalos? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what I, I assume that's what that is. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. Are you, are you stupid? <laughs> I don't think that anybody appreciates me. <laughs> do you feel how much we appreciate you? Eh. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like glad. I said, I. <laughs> I think you and I think you and I are, are having different interpretations for this question. What are you talking about? How I don't know. They're just questions, Mike. They're a series of yeah. questions in order. Do you get undeserved hate from juggalos? No. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> Used to. I mean, I don't even think when that I it. when I when I made YouTube videos. <laughs> when I was told that I couldn't be a juggalo because I didn't do drugs <laughs> or go to the gathering or go to the gathering which i mean jay said that one so it's true yeah all right next uh, one up hang on a second but i just want to jump back to something real quick do you feel how much we appreciate you i do actually you know it's it's always nice whenever somebody reaches out to say hey I like the show and stuff and you know 
it's it's a small thing, but I'm always pretty hype about that. Or whenever somebody's just like, whenever somebody calls out something that we said on a thing, that's always exciting for me because it's like, damn, somebody really do listen and something mm-hmm. that I said really pissed them off or really <laughs> amused them. One or the other. <laughs> Either end of that, I'm like, damn, I feel appreciated. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike, I too love Twisted's rock songs and find them wildly underappreciated. Do you have a favorite? We don't die. <laughs> I know it was dr- addressed to you, but I mean, I'm going to answer it too. <laughs> um, I mean, I played the fuck out of Magic Spells when it first came out. Um, I'm talking like when I used to be at, um, not my last job, but my, my second most recent job. Um, I would literally play that on repeat from to and from work. <laughs> Um, however, Unlikely Prescription was, like, a huge fucking deal for me. Um, I love that album. And, uh, Twist and Shatter, uh, which is track two, is probably the one that, that I, I like the most. Either that or Dead Instead, uh, which I think is track eight. Uh, th- that entire album is fucking incredible to me, so... Anytime that they've been really trying to nail down the rock sound, I think has been on point. I can't wait for the next album uh, that's produced by uh, Zeus. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to that because it seemed like what they were doing on Generation Nightmare was kind of uh, a trial run because everybody's like, oh, well, it's the rock album now. When meanwhile, it had the same amount of rock songs that Mutant did. <laughs> um and uh, it was just like, well, yeah, they just did Warp Tour. Clearly, they can try and do this. But um, I think they really nailed down what they wanted to do on Unlikely Prescriptions. So, yeah, the, the a great deal of their more recent rock songs are fucking bangers. So, yeah, Twist and Shatter is probably the one I would I would say to go with. Solid lightning round answer, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next, forever answered on Instagram, if you remember, you mentioned you, you never acknowledge a certain Juggalo-related YouTuber. Is it so as to avoid the drama other YouTuber slash podcasters produce? Yes, I specifically yeah. avoid mentioning DC Fago guy at all times because, <laughs> th- you know, the beef has been going on long enough, um, and I just don't want to feed into that. I don't want all the flack from people. Um <laughs> You know, me and DC Fago guy, we've had our differences and all that stuff, but I really try to avoid mentioning DC Fago guy's name as much as possible because I don't want to deal with all of DC Fago guy's fucking bullshit fans and all that. So I didn't catch it. Who who is it that you don't want to you want to interact with? I I don't I don't mention the name. I don't bring up the name. I I, oh. I I don't like to say DC Fago guy's name. Oh, <laughs> real quick, he's trying to like ask like earnest questions and you're just like fucking throw it out the window well i'm lightning um, rounding and also this wasn't for me this is obviously for you and i don't know who yeah. this is about <laughs> i'll say it right now uh it's uh, it's a cpn um child's play ninja oh, okay. i uh i have no desire to uh to deal with any of their bullshit um dc fago I, guy's cool we got a shot no, dc fago <laughs> guy is 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 cool they've, and they've been on youtube for for a hot minute but cpn just seems to attract a lot of negativity that i don't think um i want to be involved with uh for good reason um also they just had a lot of fucking bad shit uh happen with them uh they caused it though so oh. that's that's on them i don't fucking care um i try very hard not to throw a lot of shade at people if I can help it 
um, you know, when we go- when we goof and dunk on like the artists that we're covering, whatever they're successful, they can deal with it. Um, but no, there's a there's a number of people that I fucking don't have any time to deal with their negative bullshit. Um, and if they're on the same level, quote unquote, as me, then fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I try not to be an asshole if I can help it, but some people just have that um, air about them, and I won't deal with it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, not not interested in getting into drama and stuff with people like Joker. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, one finally, more. I'm just being annoying. You don't have to answer all these. We will. Oh, fuck it. If I had a podcast, would you all be on it? I yeah. mean, I don't. But would y'all? Yeah, sure. Fucking yeah, dude. We've yeah, done. Well, fuck not. We've been on at least uh, two other podcasts. Do it up. Yeah, we've we've been on we've been on ICP with Wheel. We've been on Juggalo Roundtable. It's true. We have been on Shuggle Run. You've oh. been on the five piece. I've been on five piece. That's right. And I'm, I should be on another five piece. We've, we uh, were in, in on. October. We were on the Blade Bordello of Blood. That's true. That was a lot of fun. I that was. That. that was a blast. I do wish that, you know, one member of the Bordello didn't fucking bitch out on us. Uh, but you know, that's how it goes. They were at a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Or I have no idea why they weren't something. there for mine. I think it was oh. they didn't want to be around any more Chuggalos. Well, no, it was at, well they they weren't on for any of them. Um, after the first one that they missed, Blade decided that it was just going to be Blade for the for the Juggalo month, which I just feel no, really my, defeats my the purpose of it because you're supposed to antagonize your co-host. Yeah, my my no, my head canon is they just really didn't want to be around any Chuggalos, which is fair. They have to. <laughs> They have to deal with blades, so why do anything more? <laughs> you know, I, I'm hoping that after the gathering, I never have to be around that many juggalos again. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm doing this for you, the you listeners. Were, you were you were like, oh, man, going to my first ICP show. Man, hope I don't have to do this again. <laughs> Goes to your second ICP show and pays for VIP. <laughs> oh, man, I hope I never have to do this again and be around so many juggalos. Yeah. Four years later, going to the gathering of the Juggalos. Fucking contracts. <laughs> Read that shit. Get a lawyer to look it over. Make sure this doesn't happen to you. Um, Carl, anyway, thank you so much for the questions. Much appreciated. More people should do this because I like this. Yeah, I'll make my post for July. Yeah, aside from that, I think we're done. Yep, I think we've covered it all. We solved all the problems going on in the world today. Uh, why? Why isn't there more boondocks? Only one thing left to do. Finish the motherfucking pickles, bitch. That's done. Peace. Peace. There ain't gonna be no sequel. This here is irredeemable. Everybody must die. Everybody must die. Everybody must die. Everybody must. There ain't gonna be no sequel. This here is irredeemable. Everybody must die. Everybody must die. Everybody must die. Everybody must. He's alone in a homeless family left behind. On the couch is mom, pa, sitting missing out.